Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Real Talk About Feminism. We're so excited you're here. Welcome back to the last week of January. <laughs> um, guys, we've made it through almost the first month of the new year. Hopefully, you're resolutions are still going strong you didn't give up yet we're hoping if you did that's okay we can start over again um we're excited to be back with you guys we've got a good episode planned um actually it's really fun and interesting so we're gonna be talking about what would it be like if women ruled the world yes so we can dream yes um so yeah we're gonna get into it um first we're gonna do our obsessions as always my obsession is this one classical song that I heard on TikTok, and it's called Where Is My Mind by Maxence Siren. Okay. <laughs> but it's really good, and I spent a long time trying to find it on Spotify from TikTok. Okay. But it makes me feel alive. Okay. So I love that song. Well, I'll have to listen to it. It's not on Spotify? No, it is on Spotify. Oh. But I had to, like, I didn't know the name of it. And so I just looked up, like, classical TikTok songs. Oh, wow. And okay. it came up. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I'll have to listen to it. Everyone give it a listen. My obsession this week is, like, manifesting because I've been doing a ton of research on it, um, especially, like, before we went into the new year. I was, like, doing a ton of um, research on it. And I just feel like it's helping me overall be way more positive. Because in my mind, I'm, like, already thinking, like, these things are happening. Right. And so I'm just obsessed with it. Obviously, I've got a lot to learn, but I just really wanted to go into the new year with, like, positivity and, um, like, knowing I'm going to reach the goals that I have set. And I feel like writing them down and, like, using different manifestation techniques actually have helped that positivity. I'm obsessed with that, too. And something that... I learned from the Hollywood podcast is to have a future journal. Mm -hmm. And so I've been doing that. Like you literally write like, okay, this day in a year. Yeah. Today I did this and this and I booked tickets for this trip. Like you act like it's you in the future Mm -hmm. and these things are happening to you. Yeah. No, I loved that episode. Like it was so good because it was really an interesting concept. And then when I was doing all this research on manifestation that came up and it was like, at the beginning of the year, and you could still do it now, because um, I don't think, it's not like your manifestation knows it's the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. um, so you can still do it now, but it was, like, write literally a plan of how the next 12 months are going to go, like, and, like, write out, uh, like, as you're writing out, like, a biography of what happened, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then every day you journal, so, like, you print off that whole, like, little document that you make of how your past year went, you're manifesting for the future, and then you print it out, keep it somewhere, important that you might look at it a few times a a year but you're not going to always be constantly looking at it like you'll like forget about it and then be like oh I'm getting like I would put mine in my like document folder thing so if I needed to get my passport or something randomly I'd be like oh there's that again and just Mm -hmm. remember um but then along with that you're supposed to do like your future journals every day and write like what happens in the future life and it's It's such a cool concept I'm excited to look forward in a year and be like, did this actually happen? Mm -hmm. Is this where I'm at right now? Yeah. But it's cool. I think the written word is really powerful for Mm -hmm. manifestation. For sure. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so yeah, if it's not too late to like do your vision board for the year or like do all of that, um, it isn't too late. Go Mm -hmm. ahead and like get all your goals out there because writing them down is the most powerful. 
Yeah, we did that for the podcast and personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was fun. It was fun. Um, it was fun to look back and be like, we yes. literally crushed all of our goals. Yeah, literally. It was so fun. And mm-hmm. so now, like, knowing that we reached all our goals last year, I know we're going to reach them this year. And they're, like, even bigger goals. So it's mm-hmm. exciting. For sure. Okay. Um, let's get into feminist highlight. Feminist highlight time. Today, we're highlighting Beatrice Finn. She's the executive director of the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons, and it's shortened to ICANN is abbreviation. ICANN won the Nobel Peace Prize in 2017. Beatrice Finn has over a decade of experience in disarmament diplomacy and civil society mobilization. Through her work with ICANN, the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom, and the Geneva Center for Security Policy. She has written extensively on weapons law, humanitarian law, civil society engagement and diplomacy, and multilateral institutions and gender perspective on disarmament work. She has a master's in law from the University of London and a bachelor's degree in international relations from Stockholm University. Wow, she's an educated queen. Very educated and is doing some really great work in the world. Awesome. Well, that is really cool. Thank you for sharing. If you guys ever have any feminist highlight ideas, then just go ahead and DM us and we will highlight them in an episode. Yes. All right. So like I said, today we are talking about what would happen if women ruled the world. The reason why we're talking about this, it's kind of funny, like how it got brought up, but we were at, um, I don't even know how it started. I don't remember this. We were at, I don't know. I keep forgetting the place. I I always call it Jimmy Dean's. Jason's Deli. Jason's Deli. Okay. So we were at Jason's Deli with our family and um, like all of the siblings, we were talking and we like randomly started talking about like, like Sadie, I think she said like, oh, if I ruled the world, then all men would have to live underground. Oh yeah. So then we just elaborated <laughs> off that and we were all just adding to it. And it was just funny. Like, obviously that's not realistic and also not safe and you know, whatever, but it's just funny. Not very feminist of us. Yeah. Not very feminist <laughs> of us. So, um, it made us th- it well it made me think like okay like is there like like what would actually happen and so it turns out um the guardian they did a like a little like interview series they just asked women like that question and so there was a ton of different answers and so i like um we're just going to be like reading the answers and like these people like they're all from different backgrounds the question that they asked them was how would women change the world with the context of like what would happen if like it was only women in charge and so they asked like artists comedians writers politicians actors like uh, just like a bunch of random women and these were all their answers and I thought that they were really interesting so we're just gonna be like taking turns reading their answers back and forth and then um just kind of like discussing um but first (laughs) if you were in charge of the whole world what would you do in charge of the whole world? Yes. Like, what What would your first thing do? Or what What would the first thing you would do? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel very on the spot. What is the first thing you would do if you were in charge? Um, What's the first thing I would do? You know what? The first thing I would do, selfishly of me, I would hop on my private plane and I oh. would go to every single country and visit everybody there. Oh, okay. We have a selfish queen. <laughs> I was thinking I would make, um, like, make sure that every woman has an unlimited supply of tampons and pads and menstrual products. Well, that would be part of it. But I'm saying, like, your policy as a woman in charge. Oh. So, obviously, we don't want to put you in charge. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be in charge. <laughs> but, like, what what is something that you would do, like, first thing policy-wise? I mm, – there's so much I could focus on. First thing, I would somehow have something every woman could fill out that would say, like, do you need shelter? Do you need food? Do you need to be out of a toxic relationship? That kind of stuff. Awesome. I don't know what I would do with that, but <laughs> I would find safety for women. Okay. Well, that's good. I love that. Um, okay. Let's get into what people are actually saying. Okay. Um, and I there's like a bunch of different perspectives. It's not all like the world would be amazing. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of perspectives in here. So we're just going to take turns reading and then kind of discussing it. And you guys think about what you would do or how you think the world would be if it was all women in charge. If anyone wants to hop on my private plane, join me. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, there'd be less violence. We'd get things done quicker and we would solve a lot of problems by chatting instead of bombing. We would think rationally. There would be fewer people dying if women were in charge. It's a fact. Men kill more people than women. Can't say I don't agree. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that one was interesting because I feel like men are a lot quicker to like be more aggressive. And um women think like more emotionally so like before like she said like we would solve problems by chatting instead of bombing but you know it's a bit drastic but I think like women would be more like okay let's think about this in a different way versus just going straight to violence Mm -hmm. um but I thought that was an interesting perspective she had all right the next person um a little bit longer but it was really good, so I wanted to include her whole thing. Um, so she said, if you run in feminist circles, you're bound to have heard someone declare, wouldn't the world just be better if more women were in charge? What runs through my mind when I hear this is, which women? Are we talking about black women, disabled women, trans women? Are we thinking about the women who lie on the margins and the intersections of the feminist movement? Or do we just expect them to continue to have little to no power? The inevitable reality is that the women most likely to have power in a female-run world will be white, middle-class, cis, able-bodied, and heterosexual. Power structures and other forms of oppression will not cease to exist simply because a woman is in charge. History will remind us of the ways in which white women have exploited and benefited from the oppression of their non-white female counterparts. Taking a closer look at so-called feminist victories, such as the birth of the contraceptive pill, or the suffrage movement will reveal pandemic racism, classism, and other forms of sub- subjunction and subjugation. Sorry, subjugation and oppression. We need to do away with romanticizing matriarchal power and dominance, and instead question the ways we can change the problematic, dangerous power structures that operate within society today. I really liked that. She had a lot of things to say about the way our society is set up and same elements of current systems we have in our world today. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really interesting that she said, well, what would really change? Mm -hmm. Because in our minds, we're like, everything would change if women were in charge. Mm -hmm. But would it? I think that things would change. Things would definitely change, but there would still be elements of racism and classism, just as she said, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, no, I thought that I liked hers because I thought it was like a very realistic take. Um, and it is true and it does bring up like we talked about um in our what feminism means to us, like um that we are not white feminists and it like we try and like be super inclusive, but the reality is like there is racism, there is classism, there's like a lot going on in the world still. 
And I think that um, definitely things would change, but you're right. Like there would still be elements that wouldn't change. So we need to focus on how we can change those now. Mm-hmm. Like male versus female, like it doesn't matter. We There's other things that we have got to focus on as well. Right. So I thought that was really interesting. Next. The peace movement is the place to find powerful women, but they're not interested in power over others. Instead, they are empowering, inspiring by example, breaking down barriers to thinking, and taking action. They're uncompromising, but in a good way. I like that one. And um, I'm I'm putting the link in the show notes so you guys can go back and read because I didn't take all of them. And I didn't take all the words that everyone said. Like, I took clips. But in this one, she was talking about, like, um, women that she has seen as leaders in the world and how they've been examples to her and how they did these things. And, like, they inspired by example and by actually taking action and standing strong and not compromising their beliefs. And she called out, like, specific people that really inspired her to get to where she is today. And I thought that was really interesting. And I think, like, that is one benefit. Like, if women were in charge, like, it would actually – um, be easier to see a world like where there's more equality because we're actually seeing women leading mm-hmm. and it's not just like men leading everything. Mm-hmm. So that would obviously be one change. And it kind of goes back to the first one of like peace over violence, how mm-hmm. like a lot can get done mm-hmm. with peace. Yeah, for sure. All right. Next woman, she said, I don't think anything would change if women had the power for me. This comes from the idea that men and women are very alike and very equal. I don't think the notion of empathy or being nice depends on gender at all, because if you consider women to be so much nicer, in a way that that's to say they're like nice little animals that can't get angry, and that anger is something from men. I don't think women write differently from men or make movies differently. When it comes to physical effort, there is a difference. But when it comes to intellect, people with the same experiences and same sensitivities end up being the same kind of people regardless of gender. Another interesting take. Yeah. I mean, I agree with the end. Like, regardless of gender, same kind of people. I, Yeah, that one for she me also, doesn't speak to me as much. And that's okay. But I think that one was interesting because she touched on, like, the anger aspect, which we talked about in our, like, Kanye mental health episode. Because um, she's saying, like, oh, it's, like um putting in the idea that like women are just like dainty little creatures and if they get angry like that's a man's thing and that's not true and it's not realistic so that's why I thought that was interesting because like there is still gonna be like um you know like being like women being leaders like they're still gonna be rising up and standing their ground and I think that that would still be looked at as negative because we society doesn't allow women to like fully be that way um, so I, that's why I liked what she said. Cause I think mm-hmm. it brings us a good point of like, there would obviously still be discrimination against women because they're doing something that supposedly only men are supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I do agree with it when you put it that way. Yeah. But, um, you know, and that's the beauty about this article that I found. Like, I just like that there were so many different perspectives. Like you don't have to agree with everything that every mm-hmm. woman is saying, but they brought in a ton of ideas that are really interesting and good to think about. And a lot of things that like we've touched on too. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to circle back to that. Yeah. It's like, Oh, everything we've been saying. It's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that one. I thought that was interesting. Next. All my life experience tells me that women do make a difference. 
In the trade union movement, women leaders have exposed the scandal of sexual harassment, campaigned for equal pay, and made caring responsibilities a workplace bargaining issue. As a result, the lives of millions of women and men have changed for the better. I like that one because it's true. We look at these movements, especially like at the forefront of my mind is like the Me Too movement. That was women standing up against, you know, right. sexual harassment in the workplace specifically to start. Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think there would be more of that. I think it would be made um, a safer place for men because women talk a lot about like mental health in men. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that on our podcast. Like, and so I think it would be made a safer place for men to like feel more emotional because women in power would be more empathetic to that instead of just so like, this is business. This is how we do it. You know? Right. That's what I think. And it is that way a lot of times. Yeah, for sure. Okay. The next one. First of all, free tampons, legal abortion everywhere, and actual jail sentences given to 100% of rapists instead of the 5% we see today. And hopefully with the right head woman in charge there would be some kind of limit to how much a man was allowed to interrupt and mansplain. <laughs> She's speaking a little funny. more on our level. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was funny. Um, but it's true. I think that obviously free tampons, legal abortion, those are good things. Obviously. And like she definitely brings up a point about our legal system mm-hmm. and the justice system that is just horrible mm-hmm. and really needs reformation. But I agree with her. I do too and it is interesting because like yeah what is the reason I know that there are reasons whatever but like what's the reason for no legal abortion what's the reason for no free tampons like there's always an argument for the other side but like the um, reality is that it's a majority of men in charge in America and there's all these like things that women aren't able to access but like you can get Viagra for free like men Mm -hmm. and you can't get tampons very accessible yeah and you but you can't get tampons for free like you got to pay 25 cents i'm sorry if you're in the bathroom and they have those little dispensers and you got to pay 25 cents who carries coins anymore no no it's not how it works so um yeah i like that one because it's like it's funny the way she says it but at the same time it's like yeah there's all these things that could be happening to help women that are actually just easy fixes but because it's a majority of men in charge it's not happening because they don't see it as a priority Right. And they also were like, well, taxes would go up. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. This is a necessity. Yeah, exactly. I if if it means that um like all women have access in let's say the county that we live in to menstrual products and there's free. like stuff for free like in the bathroom, homeless women have access cuz we live in a city, like there's a lot. If everyone had access, I would pay more taxes. I would. Cuz it's not like it's going to go up that much. Mm-mm. So, yeah. That was interesting. I believe that women make more pragmatic decisions and are forward thinking. They ensure sustainability for future generations. Women at the table will invest heavily in better education, affordable health care, and access to clean water. Women's empowerment will produce collateral benefits, LGBTQ rights, indigenous people's rights, children's rights, religious freedom. Family-friendly policies will be formulated to enable both parents to enjoy the privileges of parenting, unfair stereotypes and standards imposed upon men to ensure they fit into an iron scaffold of masculinity will be lifted. My first thought that came to this, because she's talking about some very important topics that need more attention Mm -hmm. in America and also worldwide, I feel like, in many countries. But the thing that came to my mind was how on the ballot this year was to legalize shrooms. I'm like, why is that more important than (laughs) 
period leave Mm -hmm. or tampon tax or Mm -hmm. affordable health care. You know, like these very important issues that like is showing our priorities in society and it's just so wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also like going back to the last line, like she said, like shattering, like toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. Um, We were just talking about this, but like, yeah, I do believe it would be made a more safe place for men because they would, I think that women would make it easier for men to express how they feel and just make it more normalized to actually show emotion Mm -hmm. and it not just be so business all the time. But yeah, I think you're right. Like we need to straighten our priorities. We really do. Well, I think it's interesting to think about what it would be like if like we were in charge, for example, Mm -hmm. because I do think a lot would change and I think it would be a safer place. I think decisions would be made quicker and more rationally Mm -hmm. and it would take into account like actual constituents instead of these lawmakers just deciding what they want Mm -hmm. and for their party yeah I mean it's not going to be perfect it never would be the world there's always going to be issues but I do think it would be it would look a lot different in the world it would look different for Mm -hmm. sure yeah and I think it is fun to think about um unfortunately that's not the way the world is but we will get there you guys talking about manifestation the world is going to be run by a majority of women if, or <laughs> at least equal amounts of men and women because that's what we want to see instead of majority we men. We just want more representation. Yes, we want more representation and we're going to get it. It's going to happen. Um, but yeah, just like a really interesting thing to think about. Um, you know, as always, we like post reels and um, stuff on Instagram and TikTok. So comment what you think would happen if women were in charge um because it's fun to see yeah what would you do would you fly on a private plane (laughs) um yeah so um as always share with a friend follow us on instagram at real talk about feminism pod all links are going to be down in the show notes so you can find us through those links and we'll be back next week bye bye guys